You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. We mad nosy. So we got a whole episode of listener letters. This is probably every season one of my most favorite shows, but y'all know that already. Dead ass. <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. We have some very deep listener letters today. Are they? Yeah, so we're going to jump right into it. Yeah, and I realize we on the lineup we have about four, but it's because y'all have been doing such an amazing job of making sure that we get all the tea. We want you to paint the entire picture. Don't yes. leave any details out because the more <laughs> details you leave out, the more we are left to assume. And we don't want to do that because you know what happens when you assume, baby? Make an ass out of you. And yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with us. All right. So let's just go ahead and get started with number one. Do you want to go first, baby? You know what? I'll go first today. Thank let's, you let's so much. shake things up for y'all. You know there what I'm saying? There we go. All right. Do your thing. Number one. Hey, y'all. First, I want to start off by saying that I'm a huge fan and I've been watching, supporting y'all since Kay was pregnant with Cairo. Thank you so very oh, much. Oh, that's a back in the day joint. I'm going to try to make this short, but bear with me. According to the page and a half letter, this will not be short. (laughs) (laughs) I'm currently going through my first very official heartbreak. Me and the person, uh, me and the person started dating. I wonder why I said me and the person. Me and the person started dating long distance back in March of 2021. We were making it work despite all of the obstacles that were thrown our way. However, in August 2022, things took an unknown turn. He fell into a... (laughs) Ain't it funny she said the person and then she said he? Mm. She really must be mad at this person. She is giving that. Yeah. He fell into a depressive state and never told me. So this was about three months of him not communicating his true feelings and not being vulnerable with me. A week before I went to visit him, he tried to break up with me, but I didn't take it serious because to me, everything was fine. So I went to see him for my Thanksgiving break and the vibes was just off. 
He revealed to me that he wasn't happy with himself and that he wanted us to break up so I can find someone better. Wow. He was self-sabotaging. That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Our relationship. So I begged him to stay with me because this is the only real problem we've had to deal with. And I took it as him running as soon as things got hard. So we ended up working it out and stayed together. About two, maybe three weeks later, I was back at school and he wanted to break up with me again over the same thing. And I'm begging him again to stay and work it out. This went on for about two weeks until I eventually gave up because I was tired of being the only one fighting. After that, he told me once he got his mental state together, he wanted to try again. Fast forward to now March 23, we haven't spoken for over a month, but I'm waiting for him and everyone says that I should move on and enjoy the college experience by talking to different guys. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm 21, but I just want to know if I'm wrong for waiting for the one person who I feel understands me and that I feel like is my soulmate. Keep in mind, this is my first official relationship and we lost our virginity to each other. That's what it is right there. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the long story and I appreciate any advice I could get. First of all, the fact that 21-year-olds want to listen to what we have to say, I think that's so cool. It makes me feel like the An cool auntie. big sis. No, not the auntie. <laughs> I'm not trying to be nobody auntie, but a cool big sis. I love that. Um, it's interesting because we can speak from the perspective of mm -hmm. being together in college, yeah. right? And the first thing I'm inclined to say to her is, yes, girl, go ahead and enjoy that college experience because you're going to want to talk to different guys. And you're going to want to see what's out there. And that's literally the exact rhetoric that was spewed to me yeah. when I met DeVal. Yeah. But I was willing to stop at nothing to be with DeVal, even though me myself was not necessarily even looking for a relationship because I ultimately felt like he was the one. I think the difference here though with that situation um, or our situation rather with her is that you were kind of bought into it too. And yeah. it doesn't seem like this gentleman here who she's yeah. referring to is ready for that. Yeah. Um, and it's hard when you feel like you're the only one fighting in the relationship. I know you felt like there was moments where I was completely detached and you were the only one fighting and vice versa. So um, I get that perspective, but I also feel like, baby, you're so young. Like, there's so much life to live. And, you know, he may be your person. Um, and he's that person that understands you. And I know it's very delicate when you lose your virginity to someone. Like, that's a connection that you feel like you, mm -hmm. you know, have waited a particularly long point in your life. You know, you're 21. Um, you, you finally lose your virginity to someone only to see that this person you know, does not want to be with you. Um, and again, it may not be because of any kind of bad blood or anything. It just seems like he's just not in a good mental space. Um, do you think that's what it is, Devala? Do you think that he may be using that as an excuse too, to be like, I just don't necessarily want to be with you? I'm going to be honest right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people these days are using mental health as a way to get out of things. Mm. Not saying that he's not dealing with that. Right. But it sounds to me like he's a young man who's in a relationship with a young woman. Mm -hmm. who he may have lost interest or mm -hmm. he may be interested in going out and seeking other opportunities just because he's also a young man. The easiest, you know, back in the day, it used to be, it's not you, it's, it's me. me. Uh -huh. But now when you can couple, it's not you, it's my mental health. Mm -hmm. Now people are more inclined to be like, oh, let me yeah. give you the space you need for your yeah. mental health. Because back in the day, it was just, it's not you, it's me. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like here. It sounds yeah. like they're both young. Mm -hmm. They were having fun. Yeah, He's ready to try something else. Right. So it's a, it's not you, it's me type of thing. And 
when you use mental health nowadays, it's a trigger word for people to give you your space right. and, and be because, let down easy. And it's typically a delicate situation. But yeah. also, too, I don't want it to muddy the water for people who legitimately do have no, mental I, health issues, too. You know, But I get what you're saying. So many people are just spewing mental health, mental health. Right. I need a break because of this. You've seen it with you know famous athletes and entertainers. Yeah. And you know that's been more of the focus now, too. But... Are, we, are people using that you think as an excuse sometimes? For, for us, it's impossible to tell when they're using it for an excuse. So you never want to label it. But what I'm saying is based on what she's saying, mm-hmm. everything in his behavior and everything sounds like he just wants to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's what it sounds like to me. And it's easier to say, I need a break for my mental health than it is to say, I just want to break up. Because maybe right. he's trying to let her down easy and say, it's not True. you, it's not, it's, it's not me. Right. In a different way. It's a new age version of it. It's a new, yeah. To me, it sounds like a new age version of it. Now, I can't say that he doesn't have mental health issues, but um, he also could have said to her, you know, I have mental health issues. Can you help me get through this? And let's do it together. Let's do it together. He could have said that, but he didn't. Right. Because she said she feels like this is a person who understands her. One person who understands her, you know, maybe is it vice versa? Does he feel like she understands him or maybe not? He may not feel like that. But yeah, that's a good point that you made that he may be wanting her, if he wanted to be with her long term, he would have, would have been more inclined to say, hey, let's do this together. Or can you help me get through this? And ultimately, let's lean on each other. And ultimately, it's not only about what you want in a relationship. You want to make this work. You're in love with him. You this, you this, you that. If he doesn't want the same, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's easier to let people go. When when people tell you what they want and what they need and what they require, believe them. You can't change their mind. And no. to me... She's getting all the signs of he doesn't want his mind changed. Mm -hmm. And as much as you love him, if he's not going to love you the way you want to be loved to be there for you and reciprocate it, then it's time to move on and find somebody that will. Facts. And wish him well. You can keep checking on him and stuff, but wish him well. And he might be, you know, in a better space later on. But one thing you don't want to do is sacrifice now your health, happiness, and mental health at the expense of somebody else. Because one thing you can't force is vibes. And one thing me, me not do, me not beg. All right? I'm not begging anybody for anything. Thanks. So, you know, I know you've made attempts this, to try to say, hey, let's give it one more try. Let's wait. But if you're giving it another try and it's only a two weeks, three weeks later, it seems like it's just kind of being drug out. Um, and at this point, baby, keep it pushing. You're 21. I'm sure you have a lot going for yourself. Um, the fact that you even wrote in and you so eloquently expressed the situation shows that there's definitely potential for you in whatever relationship you decide to get into. Um, but think about yourself, you know, and continue to work on yourself because the right person in the right situation will eventually come along. And not to say it won't be with him. It just may not be the time right now. OK, we need to do an additional podcast about how to deal with people who say they have mental health issues. Because mm-hmm. you and I have both dealt with that with friends and family saying yes. they have mental health issues and we us feeling lost. Yes, because. We don't know whether to push them mm-hmm. or to give them space. Yeah. And based on what we've seen on social media, pushing them and giving them space can both lead be detrimental to, to something detrimental to them. Right. You know, so we need to do a, a whole podcast on yeah. how to deal with people Let's make who, note of that, um, who sure. say they have mental health issues. And maybe yeah. bring in some sort of expert who can speak more about that and yeah. help us kind yeah. of navigate through how we can be yeah. of support to people who do have or claim to have mental health issues particularly close to us. So that's a good idea. So good luck to you, sis. Keep on keeping on. You heard that one. Would love to go back to being 21 again. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm only 25. That was a couple years ago for me. (laughs) Read the second listener letter. (laughs) 
Hi, Javal and Kay. I want to start off by saying I love your podcast and book. I'm about halfway through the book. Awesome. Your podcast has helped me through so many tough days, and I appreciate your transparency. It really made me feel like I wasn't alone in this. Thank you. That is why we do it, y'all. So yes, ma'am. You realize you're not the only one. You're not the anomaly. You're not crazy. Or you might just be crazy, but I'm crazy, too, and that's all right. That's it. That's actually what it is. <laughs> Anywho. I'm a mom of three littles who works from home in a corporate job. My husband is a police officer and his hours get long and the job is stressful. I don't currently have a village to help me. So I'm usually on my own with my kids while I work. Mm. My oldest just started pre-K. Ages are four, two and 11 months old. We're done at three. Oh man, you got your hands full. Hubby got snipped while I was pregnant with our last. Congrats to Val on your snip. Awesome. Finally, somebody celebrates my snip because you know it didn't happen here. We still waiting for that sample to get checked. You supposed out. to help collect the sample. You got to get on your job. I did the hard part. Several, several times. Where that? We just <laughs> don't ask me where is that. <laughs> it's not collected. It's be in several places. <laughs> I got to get back to that urologist with him, y'all. <laughs> Anywho, to continue the story. Um. Oh, did I got some? Okay, here we are. Since having kids, I really lost myself. I don't know what I like anymore. Hobbies, what makes me happy. My husband's always asking me what makes me happy, and I'm just at a loss for words. I have mm. no idea what the answer is, and it's really hard. The last few years, I just went to have my kids, my husband, my job, and my household. I never knew how to answer the question, and it's disheartening. I started working out again and chatting with a therapist, but just wanted to know what Kay did to find herself again. What steps could I do to find myself again? I feel like I have no real purpose anymore outside of being a mom and wife. I always mm. was a go-getter or had the go-getter attitude and was very driven before my kids. I was in the Navy, graduated college with a bachelor's degree, got a great job, and then got married and had kids, and now I'm done with kids. I'm just lost and really don't know how to find my purpose again. I want to be excited about life again. I'm only 35 and refuse to think this is it for me. Also, I should say my husband allows me every opportunity to get out of the house and go have me time, but your girl is still struggling a bit. Anything would help coming from you guys. Again, appreciate you all. And please keep doing what you're doing. You help so many. Hey, sis. Girl, first of all, I see you. I see you. I understand you. I am you still to an extent. And I was you. Um, to me, it sounds like back to back. Postpartum, prenatal, postpartum, prenatal, everything in between. Your children are so close in age, mm -hmm. four, two, and 11 months, that you just have not even had a chance to recoup since the first baby. Think about it. Four years, postpartum, pregnant again, prenatal, pregnant, postpartum again, and now you have an 11-month-old. So what it seems to me is you've had compounded situations of hormonal imbalance from growing humans and then recovering from that. And that can be a very tiring place. It can be a very stressful place. It can be a very depressing place. And it can also be a very lonely place. I think what you and I have in common is, hus is husbands who are invested in making sure that you're okay and making sure that you're doing the things to find yourself again. But I do think it will take some time for you. Um, the fact that you don't have a village, I feel for you in that sense, because that's literally what has helped Deval and I just 
have help with the children and be able to then have the space and the time and the latitude to be able to even start figuring out what the purpose is again. Um, so it can be a very, very dark and daunting place and you don't have to feel bad for that. Um, it seems like you may have a little bit of postpartum depression because when I had postpartum depression, I did deal with a lot of purpose issues. Remember I kept saying to you like, mm -hmm. man, I don't know what my purpose is. And I recently said on one of our live shows that I just recently felt like, wow, I may just be walking in my purpose, doing everything that I'm doing with the podcast and with, you know, my children and my family and my husband, like being um, that pillar for my family that is a part of my purpose. Um, but I do understand wanting to have your own again. And sometimes that's reinvented after you have children. So who you were prior to having children can be refreshed and renewed and reinvented after children. So my advice to you would just be to give yourself a little bit more time because I think you may still be in that phase of, you know, hormones leveling out. Even with me after Dakota, I realized that when it came to them to working out and reinvesting in myself and in my health, that I really didn't start to see the benefits of it until he was at least a year, maybe, you know, 14 months later. Um, that's the space that I'm in now. And it's also okay to be a little uncomfortable and confused about where you are in life because that discomfort just means that growth is on the horizon. So lean into that. Um, continue to investigate the things that you like again. Take time that your husband is giving you, that me time that's very necessary for you to soul search. I think it's great that you have a therapist that you can lean on and speak to and kind of get your thoughts out. And it does get better. It does get better, particularly when the kids are older and they start to be a little bit more independent. Um, once they start school and then you can regain some time again to see the things that you like. So think about what you think will make you feel better. First off in the situation, does it mean getting a light workout in, going for a Pilates class, you know, going to a coffee shop and just grabbing lunch on your own and, and, and being still? Um, do you have a girlfriend or, or your mom or somebody who can just be a partner that will just help you to have time outside of the children. Sometimes when you're a stay-at-home mom and you're with the kids all day, you feel like you're just always talking baby child language. She's not you a stay-at-home mom, though. She's not? No, she has a job. Oh, I didn't know she said she goes to work. Yeah. Oh, she does have a corporate, a job. corporate job. Oh, so yeah, a corporate a job. Oh, okay, got you. So you do work from home. But this is my thing, though. and mm -hmm. and. But I, I guess I say stay-at-home, meaning being in the house all the time. You yeah, don't get out. Yeah, but she's not a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, but she's not a stay-at-home mom. And this is, I think we've gotten so far left from like when, when now we empower women so much that being a mom or being a wife is not my purpose. Like mm -hmm. I'm so much more than that. Mm -hmm. When people don't have a purpose in their career, now they feel like they don't have a purpose. I'm just a mom. I'm just a wife. Being, you can't just say somebody's just a mom. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm starting to get annoyed, but I am starting to get annoyed when mm -hmm. people downplay the role of motherhood and wifehood in a woman's life as if, if you want to be or choose to be a mom and mm -hmm. a wife, now you're you're less than a woman. Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've, oh, we've, yeah, we've come so far left. Before it was, mm -hmm. if you know, before it was, if you don't have a career, if you don't have a career and you're just a mom and a wife, that's what womanhood was. And now, if you only have a career, you're losing something as a woman. If you don't have a husband and you don't mm -hmm. have kids, mm -hmm. you don't have to choose one or balance both. In mm -hmm. order to be a full-fledged woman, right? That's you true. Don't. And one doesn't necessarily hold more value. No, it's just what so. what matters to you. And this is this is my truth. If you're chasing a career mm -hmm. and you can't find purpose in the career, maybe having a career is not your purpose. Mm -hmm. If you enjoy being a mom and a wife, mm -hmm. it is okay. 
Like, can we stop discrediting women who want to just be moms and wives? Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I'm going to even say just be. Can we stop discrediting women who want to be moms and wives? Mm-hmm. That's true. That's a good point you No, make. seriously. Because, because it seems that like people don't even aspire to that anymore, which is fine. But it's because it's it's seen as, oh, you're just a stay-at-home mom or you just want to tend to your family. Which to me when, is so, it's almost like back to social conditioning, right? Yeah. Every generation has a certain thing that they're socially conditioned to do. Mm-hmm. In the 50s, we were socially conditioning women to be Stepford Wives. Remember that movie, Stepford Wives? Stepford, yeah, yeah. You know, stay at home, make sure that the, the food is cooked and the kids were good. Make sure you're prim and proper. Make sure you stay in shape. And that's what we conditioned women to do in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Then there was a change. Women empowerment movement in the 60s and 70s and the 80s, and they got more into the workforce. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you have to have a career. You have to chase something other than being just a mom and just a wife because being just a mom and just a wife Isn't is not enough. Mm-hmm. So now you have women who may want to be moms and wives who feel like, well, what's my purpose? Because I don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that purpose? Your purpose could be raising the great next astronaut because you're there to make sure that your child or children get every aspect of life that they can to be the great, the greatest version of themselves. Do you remember when I said that to you? When I was yeah. trying to figure out my purpose and I said, what if my purpose is just to be here with my husband right. and my children and raise the best human beings I can But how did possible? you feel? How did you feel? When I still you- felt like there was more to be done. That's my problem. Because it's, all I'm hearing is you have so much potential. Exactly. You know, you can be so great at this. And this was after maybe Jackson, Cairo, and Kaz. I don't even think I had gotten to this point yet. We may not have even had the podcast yet and all of these things happening. But still, sometimes I have moments within this space where I'm working where I feel like I'm we still not care- doing it. We got to be careful with that. I feel like I'm still not doing it. No, enough. we got to be careful with that because a woman asked you at the... One of the live shows, mm-hmm. and it was a very genuine question. She was like, Kadeem, what's next for you? Right. What is your, what are your, what, are, what are your dreams? What are your thing? And I'm like. It's like, oh, DeVal's doing all this stuff, but what do you want to do? But my thing is you like, know? how does someone say to you, what's next? What are your dreams? What's next for you? When you're, you're at a show where Kadeem is the head host of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We just got off a tour. For New York Times bestseller, and it's like that's still not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we put not so much pressure on we put so much pressure on women to be everything and all the things. You have to be an A one mom. You have to be an A one wife. You have to be the CEO of a company. You have to be the lead actress in this. You have to be the best WNBA player. Like if you don't mm-hmm. do all of these things, Never you don't have a, a purpose. Game, you know, be at every practice. That's like, yeah. there's no way. That, and then like, have a hot piping meal ready for everybody at the end of the night. Like we have to stop <laughs> doing that to women and trying to define what a woman's purpose is, mm-hmm. right? We really do have to stop defining. Now, I will admit, it's a little bit more simple for guys because we don't have to carry children. Mm-hmm. So we know what our purpose is. Our purpose is to provide and protect the person who is carrying our children. Right. But let me ask you a question. What if you don't want to have children as a guy. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Then it's like your purpose is to just be a career-driven person and to just make as much money as possible. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? We have so many different variables for what a guy can do and a guy could be. But for a woman, it's almost like it's this abstract idea that a woman has to be all of the things or she is nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. It is scary. That's scary. It is a scary, scary place. I recently came across a page on Instagram. I think it's called like the Rich Aunties or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's like an hour movement of women, mm-hmm. or at least it's probably been a thing. But you know, with social media, things are brought to the forefront. But it's literally a platform for women who say 
I don't care to have children. That is not my purpose. I don't desire that. I don't aspire to that. So I'm going to be the quote unquote rich and auntie they empower that, that comes. Right? Yeah, and they and they revere it and they empower it. And there's like a whole. I think they have like over 100 and something k followers. But imagine because people are revering that. But imagine if a woman says, "I don't care to have a job. I don't care to work. I want to be a wife and I'll be a mom." They would say, "Oh, you taking us back to the 50s? Why is that?" Right. Right. If you know what I'm saying? If there's a page saying? for just stay at home, if there's a page for just moms, are. yeah. Like yeah. I, to me, I just think that that's so ass backwards. Yeah. Like who who is going to raise our future? That part, you know, because <laughs> clearly, clearly, a lot of things have faltered. If you just look at the way society is now, the educational system. You oh know why? God. You know why teachers complain so much mm. about having too much to do? Because they're responsible for all of the kids because everyone else is at work. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that women are supposed to be home to help teachers. But what I'm saying is, is that we discredit the value of someone being at home to take care of home. Mm -hmm. And look at how society is getting messed yeah. up. Yeah. Who's right? home to receive the children when they come home from school and make sure that the, the idle time is not super idle where they're out there doing a bunch of nonsense. Look, like, as a, as some a, things have suffered. As a sure. latchkey kid who had to help raise my younger brother and sister because both my parents work, mm -hmm. I value the fact that one of us or mm -hmm. both of us mm -hmm. can be home mm -hmm. when the kids get here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I value that. And I think that we as a society need to get back to creating a safer space for the family unit to exist without ridicule. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, the, even if it's a stay-at-home dad, They'll ridicule a stay-at-home dad. They absolutely And be will. like, all you do is stay at home like, with the kids. All you do is stay at home with the kids while right. your wife goes out Whoever's and work. Whoever's staying home raising kids, it seems like, gets to be at the bottom of the totem pole now. As if that's there's no value in but that. Then they, but then they, the same wild. people complain. Who raises who, who these raises kids? These kids, these kids right. out in the street acting crazy. They had no manners, you know? No but there's respect. nobody home to raise them. That's a fact. So back to um, your story. That's a good point you made, baby. Yeah, Thank I was just saying that. that. I just don't... I, just, I was saying all that to say this. Your purpose may not be connected to a career. Mm -hmm. It may not be connected to an activity. Mm -hmm. It may be connected to the very thing that you enjoy doing. Like you said, all she, she said, all I have is my husband and my kids. Mm -hmm. That may right. be your purpose and you're running from it because you're afraid of the ridicule that you may receive by saying, I want to dive into my kids and right. my husband. And also that may just be for that season. Mm -hmm. You may just be into your kids and your husband for that season because your children are young. And, they need and then you. as they like, go to school, then, so then it's like, well, I figured something else out. Yeah. You know, like your purpose doesn't remain the same throughout your entire life. Oh, for sure. It changes. And some things are seasonal. Some things are reasonable, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but I think for her, I think it, to, coupled with what you've mentioned, um, I think it also may have a lot to do with what I said initially in the very beginning, that just having the children back to back and just feeling like you're in a rut is something that's completely normal, particularly having children so close together. I hear you, babe, but I hear this thing with women in purpose and they kids be like 14. I hear you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, at yeah. some point, it's not postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's the fact that it's okay to want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Like, people be wanting their mom. Like, mm -hmm. why do we keep saying like, oh, I'm just a mom? Mm -hmm. You are a mom. Yeah, you know major. what I'm saying? You're a mom. You major. some people just be Put wanting their wife. Should I, y'all? I be wanting my wife. Some people just want their wife. I, when the, my days get long and I'm tired of shit, and I want, I just want my wife. We got to stop letting people think that you know I'm just a wife. Mm -hmm. No, no. Have you ever heard a man be like, "I'm just a husband"? Mm -hmm. There's a pride that we take in being a husband. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? There's a pride that we take in and providing for our family and protecting and being the emotional support and being the head of household and 
being the stability when when everything's in chaos. There's a pride. Mm-hmm. There should be a pride that women take in being a wife and a mom and mm-hmm. being like, this, we need to stop that rhetoric of just a mom or just yeah, a wife. I get you. Take pride in that. And I and I, I don't want to always say it's postpartum. That could be part of it, yes. Mm-hmm. Three kids under five, there's a lot of stress there. So yeah. <laughs> I get that too. But there should be pride there that you're mm-hmm. doing a great job. No, for sure. And now you know you and hubby are done having kids too. Once the kids get older... And you get some time to yourself. You'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. So good luck to you, sis. Thank you for writing in. Um, I think this might be a good point to take a quick break. Because we yes. have two more listener letters when we get back. So let's go pay some bills. And we'll see y'all in a sec. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot deadass. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately... You can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs Classic Clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. 
O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. And we're back. Had to go take a quick break. Mm-hmm. You dig? Let's get back to this this third listener letter. These All have been right. good so far. Yeah, you guys have been. Thank you all for, for the writing in. These have been great. Deval and Kadeen Ellis, words cannot express how much I admire you both as individuals as well as a unit collectively. We Over Me has blessed my life in a tremendous way. I'm a man that's divorced who desires to be married again. So I'm always reading and acquiring different tools to become a greater version of me. That's a great job. I appreciate and celebrate your story of how you made it through. The being of service part about being in a healthy, committed relationship marriage is what I aspire to do most. Did I mention chapter eight had me bawling like a baby? No. It was Thanksgiving night. Kay had to go to work while DeVal was with the family in Jackson and Kadeen was super sad. She had to leave and DeVal said, holding back tears, this is, well, this will be the last time you will have to do this. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Yep. That did something to my soul, spirit as a man. The way you guys present love to me is what I aspire to have. I know you both don't like the term couple goals and I don't like using it. So I'll just say I will definitely take a lot of what I learned from this book and utilize it in my next last relationship marriage. I appreciate that, oh, that's bro. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Thank you for sharing your life with little old me. I mm-hmm. celebrate you guys in every way. Thank you guys for showing us black love. It's the complete honesty. It's the extreme transparency and the attitude of gratitude that I will keep near the way you both decide to wake up every day and choose each other or ask each other, how can I be of service to you? What do you need from me? Is why y'all's marriage took a turn for the best. Y'all rock. Oh, thanks a lot, bro. I love when Triple throws in a little appreciation uh, letter oh, there yeah, that's too. What's up. But I think it's pretty dope. I mean, you know, I always love when I hear the fellas write in because why? Typically, we're we're led to believe, um, and historically, males, particularly black males, and we're not sure if well, he did he say he's a black love, so mm-hmm. a black male um, are not you are not never feel safe or allowed to express their feelings or to right. even ask questions. So the fact that he, as a now single black male, you know, did purchase our book and um, it spoke to him in some way and mm-hmm. he aspires to be married again. I love that. And that's one of the biggest things we talk about in the book mm-hmm. is like, what do you aspire to be when it comes to relationships? Do you aspire to marriage? Do you not aspire to marriage? And that's why I think the book was so vital for not just people in relationships, whether they're married or couples or, you know, engaged, but the single person who is on the fence about deciding or the divorcee like he is, you know, who was just like, man, do I want to be married again? That divorce part is what I want to tackle. He said the chapter eight mm-hmm. really spoke to made him crawl like a baby, which means it was triggering, right? Mm-hmm. That was a chapter I talked about feeling less of a man because you had to go to work. Uh-huh. I wonder if he got divorced because he couldn't provide something mm-hmm. or if he wasn't able to provide. And financially, mm-hmm. this became an issue for him and his ex-wife. Right. And or maybe the insecurities around that, you know, right. ca- caused other issues in their relationship. Right. But I feel like so many men don't want to talk about that. But mm-hmm. this is a reality. There mm-hmm. is a fear amongst men of not being able to provide everything that the woman they fall in love with needs. Mm. And so many men don't don't talk about that. But oftentimes, 
men will self-sabotage or mm. walk away mm-hmm. or feel like I really don't need love because they have an insecurity about being able to surpri- to provide mm-hmm. what a woman needs in or, totality. Also, too, adding to what you said, the pressure that us women put on men to feel like you need to make sure there's a timeline in which all of these things so, happen. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. You know, that too is an issue because like we've said, even on the journey to marriage, the journey to being engaged, there's so much pressure on the men to do it in a yeah. time frame when us women feel is is necessary and, right. and vital because in our timeline, this is when it works, but we're not thinking past that moment. Whereas men, Very true. at least if he's a good man, you know, is really under the stress and pressure of figuring out how to provide past the engagement yeah. and past the wedding day. So, you know, I'll speak to the women because I know we do this a lot. Um, is putting pressure on our men to do things in the way we want it, in the order in which we want it. Yeah. When you've led me to realize that every man has a plan. Well, no, I'm not going to say every man. Every good man. Every good man has every a plan. Every good yes. man has a plan. <laughs> right. Every good man has a plan. Yes. And sometimes their plan may not fall in line with your timeline. You know, because the woman's biological clock is a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, for people who don't understand what that is, is that the older you get, the, the less likely it is that you have a healthy pregnancy or a healthy child, especially mm-hmm. if you get into your mid to late 30s. You know, um, Kadeen and I learned that once you get to 36, you're considered geriatric. You know, the prime age for women to have children are, I think, 19 to 30. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they said. That's yeah, I think bunch. that's the last time I saw it. Yeah, prime yeah, it was, age. Yeah. Prime, age is, prime age is 19 to 30. Like 32 or something, yeah. So for women, they're, if for women who are really aspiring to have families— and they're trying to do it within that time, women often have to balance that and having a career if that's something they wish to do. Oh, for sure. And like we talked about in the last listener letter, mm-hmm. 99%, well, 95% of women now feel like even if they have, if they wanted to have a child or be married, they have to do that while balancing a career because society has told us now, just being a mom is not enough. Mm-hmm. So as a man, you have to think, if you're, th- if you're being deliberate about being with a woman, She's going to have a timeline. Mm-hmm. And as a man, when you're trying to provide for an entire family, things don't always go as quickly as you expect them to go. I've been here before. Mm-hmm. Even even getting a head start in playing in the NFL, I still had to restart Yeah, in our mid to late 20s. And it took us about 10 years to get back. Mm-hmm. What if you are a woman that didn't have patience, who was mm-hmm. just like, man, I don't want to live in this apartment no more. I want to live a different type of life. I'm out. Mm-hmm. That could be an issue for a lot of people. And I feel like men don't speak about that enough. And that's why women don't understand mm-hmm. why men always delay the process of engagement mm-hmm. or why men are sometimes like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, Women often assume it's because, oh, he don't want to give up all the booty he's getting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not even that. Right. Sometimes it's like, I don't have the money to get engaged, mm-hmm. let alone get engaged, have a wedding buy a house, build a family, continue a legacy, mm-hmm. that can be daunting to a man. Yeah, so. and I mean, think about it. People who have a certain kind of way they want to be proposed to, you mm-hmm. know? Um, we have someone that we know that proposed with his mom's ring, mm-hmm. and it was super low-key, mm-hmm. just the two of them, mm-hmm. and she couldn't be happier. And she couldn't be happier. You know, and that... Think about the delay that could have happened in their proposal and them starting their life together because he felt the pressure of having to save all this money and do this grand, 
you know, engagement situation, mm-hmm. um, that, that whole, as we say, quote unquote, Instagrammable moment that would delay their, their life starting together by, it could be easily two, three yeah, years. Yeah, two, three years easily. If he was trying to, you know, save up for the kind of ring that she wants. But that also speaks to their relationship that they were able to have that discussion where he felt comfortable knowing it doesn't matter what I propose with. Mm-hmm. She, she just wants to know that I'm here for the long haul and yeah. I want her to know that I'm here for the long haul. And ultimately, that's what relationships are about. Mm-hmm. It's about creating a team to build something with. Mm-hmm. You know, we we hear so many people say now, what are you bringing to the table? Right? Baby, I am the uh, table. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I'm the lumberjack who cut down the wood to build the table. Oh, like, gosh. okay. I get it. Then it's a battle. It's like, then I was the one who planted the tree. To, <laughs> like... <laughs> It's, it's always they gonna something. keep going with it. They gonna keep going with it. I want to challenge people to say, "Let's come together, empty, to build something." Mm. You know, mm-hmm. people because because people say to well, me, "You don't come together empty. You come together with your skill set and your skill set." No, no, no. When I mean men. when I mean empty, I mean as far as people keep saying, "What are you bringing to the table? What are mm-hmm. you bringing to the table?" You and I mm-hmm. brought shit to the table. We were eighteen years old. All mm-hmm. we brought was ideas. Mm-hmm. All we brought was ideas. Work sex. ethic, Pat, we did bring good sense. That, <laughs> and that helped a lot. That yes, definitely that helped did. a lot. Took the edge off. But we brought a passion, mm-hmm. a work ethic, mm-hmm. and an, an unyielding need to be of service to each other. Mm-hmm. We didn't bring money to the table. We didn't bring degrees to the table. We yeah, earned all we that together. together yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. How about you find somebody who's empty like you're empty and be like, Hey, let's build something. That might be what our first listen letter girl is feeling. Like twenty one, I think I found my yeah. person. We can build together like we did, mm-hmm. you know. She might have been feeling that too. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're not complete, and this is to men and women, mm-hmm. because you know, both men and women have to listen to people on Instagram, shout out these lists of demands that their significant other has to have. And a lot of people feel like, I don't have anything on those lists, especially mm-hmm. if you're 21. I don't make six figures. I don't have two degrees. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard out here for single yeah. people. So yeah. I'm going to implore you guys to find someone who's looking to build. Mm-hmm. Find someone looking to build, not find someone who's looking for a complete person. That is a fact. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, good luck to you, brother. You yes. Know, this, this and thank you for the well wishes yeah, and thank you. positive um, words. For all that good stuff. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. 
O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. All right. And on to our last newsletter. Oh, this episode went by quick, man. I'm even diving in here. Hey, Deval and Kadeen, I love you guys so much. Been rocking with you for a while now, and I've learned so much about me and people just by listening to what you guys talk about and applying it to my daily life. Thank you for that. I was at y'all's live show in Dallas this past February, sat next to Tribble. Tribble. <laughs> and knew all the answers to the questions and had the best time. Listen, y'all, if you have not been to a live show. Thanks. Y'all have to do it. It's facts. You have to come. It's like it's probably one of my most favorite things to do ever in life. Yeah. Is be on stage, um, performing, engaging with you guys. Um, if you have Patreon, you know that you can watch the actual live shows. We literally we literally feel like it's like a almost like a mix between like a comedy show slash variety you know, Deval, show. Yeah, Deval <laughs> is like a, you know, a whole stand up comedian low key. <laughs> so it's a good time. So thank you for coming to the show. I kind of want to share then when I was a question time, but I felt like it was too much. Oh, she wanted to share this. Okay. So here's the story. Sorry in advance if it's hella long. Got to give you all the context as Kadeen likes to say. Thank you, sis. I see I'll be listening. I lost my virginity at age 19 when I was in college and it totally wasn't worth it. I say this because I grew up in a religious household, so I was always told to wait until marriage to have sex was even given books to read on why you should wait, what happens if you don't, and whatnot. After I had sex, I felt bad about it. I was disappointed within myself, and the guy was going around campus spreading rumors about it. Damn, that sucks. Mm. I was like, I should have listened to my mom and waited until the right person came along. So I told myself the next time I do engage in sexual activities, it would be with someone who I feel is worth it or who I feel is trustworthy. 
All right, fast forward to now. I'm 35. Okay, so it's been a couple of years now. And I'm practically a virgin again since I haven't had sex since age 19. Oh, what did son do? Wow. Son made her go from sex for 16 well, she was more around years. Spreading rumors on campus and think about the buildup of what she was raised to believe. And then she did that and she was probably That's why we got to have discernment about who we choose, yeah, man. Like, for sure. that's messed up for her. I now have a boyfriend and it's a fresh relationship. He is aware of how I feel about sex and my first encounter and how my first encounter went. I'm not really holding out until marriage, but I don't want to have sex just because I wanted to have meaning, substance, and not just be a random fuck. He says he understands and he will leave it alone, but then he'll come back and pressure me about it. All my relationships are like this. I date someone, I don't put out, they dump me. I don't want him to be like that because I do feel like he's different than other guys or than others, but I can't get him to see that I'm just not quite ready yet. Is there any advice that y'all could offer me in my situation? Thank you for your time. Any advice you can give me? Love you guys. How do you feel about this as a guy? I'm going to just be clear. Okay. Um, if we're dating, I like to have sex. If you don't want to have sex, then we don't have to date in that manner. Mm-hmm. Like, she has needs. I have needs. No one need is greater if we can't come to a medium and we can't, if, if our needs are not in alignment, we need to find someone else whose needs are in alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's for both of us. If mm-hmm. she doesn't want to have sex and she wants to court until she gets married or she's not sure, she needs to court with someone who desires the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame her for not wanting to have sex, but I'm also not going to be shamed for wanting to have sex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just two people who have different uh, values. Yeah. And I feel like it's okay to tell people like, hey, you know what? Our values aren't in alignment. So mm-hmm. I like you. You're a cool person. But I'm going to find somebody else whose values are in my alignment. There's too many people in the world to settle in life. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about it. I mean, kudos to her for sticking, staying 10 toes down. I was going to say that. You know what that, I'm saying? That's awesome for you to feel that way. Um, and also, so I wonder if you've like spoken to anybody about that trauma pretty much. It was a, like a It was a trauma. And, a trauma I, and I do think she's... Having a trauma response to it, yes. By waiting sixteen years, and now every mm-hmm. other guy is compared to that guy, so right. she's never going to. I don't feel like she's going to open up after sixteen years, and she says she's dated multiple guys and has gotten mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's afraid, yeah. which I understand, right? Like that's a traumatic. She's thing. afraid, and these guys, they are, if they're clearly interested in her and they have feelings for her, or just are dating her, you know, guys are going to want to fuck. But so. but also, she has to use discernment and realize like. If this keeps happening over and over again, you keep dating the same type of guy. Mm. At some point, you have to change things up. If the type of guy you like wants to have sex and you're not ready to have sex, you have to change it up and see if you can find someone who else is looking to explore that opportunity, may not be as um, experienced in that realm. Mm -hmm. So maybe that person is looking Mm -hmm. to explore with you because you're not as experienced. Mm -hmm. But if she keeps chasing guys who are experienced in sex and want to continue to have sex, Mm -hmm. but then say she's not ready to put out, she can't feel a way if they're ready to move on. Or what if they embark on the relationship with her and say, oh, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll wear her down. Like maybe I'll be the one to like change her mind about yeah, things. That's you know? definitely that's probably also what some of these guys are thinking, you know. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like maybe we're gonna build this, you know, awesome relationship or the feelings where she's gonna feel like she wants to. Yeah, but but then being pressured is not gonna make you feel any more comfortable absolutely, but, either. But also if but here's the thing. Even the word pressure and the terminology, she she says mm-hmm. they pressure me, 
And then when I say I'm not interested or I don't want to do that, I get dumped. Mm -hmm. No. How about they're continuously being honest with you about what they need and require. And when you say I'm not ready to do that, they make a decision to go elsewhere. Yeah. That's not you getting pressured and getting dumped. Right. It's you, you, you know what I'm saying? Aligning You're not aligning. The thoughts. And what happens is, is people take rejection so negatively. Mm. You know what I'm That's saying? So then they put negative words because the way she tells the story, which I understand based on what happened to her, mm-hmm. she feels like now she's being pressured and getting dumped. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's pressure. I have a responsibility because this is also what could happen. Look, mm-hmm. you don't want to have sex. I want to have sex. I could easily say, cool, I'm with you. We're going to ride the celibacy thing together uh-huh. and then go fuck other people. True. They could do that. But That's if they're saying true. like, hey, look, man, you know, come on. Like, you know, I really want to engage in this with you. I want to try this with you. And, you know, I want to try this. How about why yeah. are you not comfortable yet? It may feel like pressure to her. They may still want to understand Sorry, I had to cough. It's okay. They may want to understand mm-hmm. why it's not happening. And then once they realize, you know what? She's not with it. So it's like, you know what? If for your best interest and mine, I'm going to go right. find someone who else is in alignment. I thought about that when I first read it. I'm like, shoot. I would think a guy, and I can't speak for men in general, but I'm saying mm-hmm. a guy who's genuinely, say, maybe interested in her and says, oh, because she said she feels like he's different. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, synergies that they had that she didn't yeah. have with somebody else before. What's stopping him from like just smashing any, somebody else on the side? That's what and I'm then saying. Continuing a relation with, relationship with her with the hopes that right. maybe one day they can be sexually active and then he could probably scrap everybody else. And that's, that's what, also a possibility. That's what I'm saying. The fact that they're speaking with her means they're trying to be honest mm-hmm. and she takes it as pressure. Mm-hmm. But they could easily just be like, all right, I'm with you while mm-hmm. doing something else. And the True. fact that they're not, and when, when she says they dump me, mm-hmm. no, they're making a choice for themselves. And, and yeah. that's something we also said in our book, We Over Me. Mm-hmm. We have to stop making people feel like when they make choices for themselves to not be in a relationship, they're selfish. Mm-hmm. That's not selfish. Mm-hmm. To me, that's deciding that, you know what? Whatever's going on in this relationship is not better it's not good for the betterment of me or you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a decision for me and for you right. and say, let's go our separate Thematized. ways rather than dragging us both down, you know, yeah, by doing right. something despicable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Causing like, more hurt, causing more yeah. pain, causing more. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think young lady, I think you should look at it like that. If the young men are telling you like, Hey, this is not going to work for me. I'd rather, you know, find someone who wants to have sex. At least applaud him for his honesty and not mm-hmm. doing you dirty by having sex with other people and keeping you around. But also, I think you should speak with someone about your hurt yeah, so that you can move forward and find peace. Mm-hmm. Because after 16 years, if you're still going back to that time in life, mm-hmm. that means you haven't let it go. You haven't forgotten about it and mm-hmm. you haven't for- forgiven healed that young man or yeah. healed from it. Then that means you'll never grow mm-hmm. from that. So for sure. that's what for I sure. think. And I think the assumption too now is that if you're 35... And you're in the dating scene, you're probably fucking. Yeah, that's what people. That's gonna probably think. what people are gonna think, you know. Um, but you should never have to alter your beliefs or your nah. desires or budge on your stance because of pressure from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so good luck to you, girl. And there are men, there are um, men who are virgins. Yeah. Or at older. Yeah. For like sure. I, there was a football player. I think it was Daryl Green, who was a. They used to call him the forty year old virgin. He had never uh-huh. had sex before, uh-huh. and. And that's also to say, like, there's always somebody for somebody. Yep. You know? Like, you don't have to say, I have to convert to what the world believes in order to live my life. Yeah. No, you don't. If that's you don't want to have sex till marriage and you want to get married at 40, 
There are plenty of people out here who are probably doing the same thing. You just have to find those pockets of people. You know what? You don't have to convert to what the world believes to make yourself happy. The uh, old Jamaican proverb that my mom said to me. Every hole have a... Every hole have him stick a bush. (laughs) Do you anyone... Not hole as in like the hole. Nah, that's what she meant. That's what she meant. Not people out there hoeing. Hoes Um, being the bushes. Every hole, hole as in the gardening tool, right? Every hole has his stick... In the bush. That's it. Everybody has their person. Every hole has a stick in the bush. I'm the hole. You're my stick. Just call yourself a hole? (laughs) All right. I'll stick my stick in your bush, hoe. (laughs) Like, what kind of of saying is this? This And you said it so profoundly, like, I'm a hoe. You're my stick. This analogy is wild when you really think about it. Yes, Mimi. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to talk to Mimi about this and be like, "Do you understand what y'all what y'all are saying over here?" Now it makes sense how your mom got dressed up the other night. Your mother had on a uh, some tights on (laughs) with some boots, Louis Vuitton boots, and a freaking. They wasn't Louis Vuitton boots. They were cute though. I don't know what they was, but your mom looked like she was going out to get chose. Listen, it was giving Fashion Nova vibes. I'm like, Ma, you been shopping on? You been shopping? She was looking good though. She was on good. She was on Beyonce. How old your mother? Your mother 65. Yes. Your mother's out here strutting at 65. That means you got at least 25 more years to be fine. At the very least, it's a good thing I got snipped because you know how many kids we would have cute and put together, and you know. Now I know why. Because every who have him stick a bush. Every who have him stick a bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Love you guys. I love this time. Thank you all so much for continuing to write into listener letters. We always encourage it. We love it. We love to hear from y'all. Yes. Um, and it really gives us a pulse in the community, I feel like, because it really makes us feel connected to you guys. And we love to always see that these listener letters start with someone telling some kind of story about how they appreciate the things that we do or they've been following us for a long time. And um just as an appreciation to y'all, as a thank you, we literally could not do this without you. Um, if we did not have listeners and supporters um, who just always continue to revere us and support everything that we do. So if you're listening um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, if you're subscribed to our Patreon, which is getting to be so popping now, it's fairly new for us, but you know we're building it up with videos, exclusive content. So thank y'all so much for whatever avenue it is that you continue to support us in. Um, do you have a moment of truth for listening letters, baby? We yes. Do um, one or not, I have or? a moment of truth. It's a quick moment of truth. Let's continue to have grace for each other. Yeah. When you hear these stories, there's yeah. never a right and a wrong unless someone commits physical violence or does something really fucked up. There's never a right and a wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just different perspectives and how mm-hmm. we deal with things. Yeah. Um, I'm big on having no judgment for people, whether they yeah. write in or yeah. they ask questions in live shows. We're not going to judge. No. We'll have fun with y'all. But yeah, we'll have fun. Judge, yeah. We'll make jokes and stuff like that. But let's continue to have grace for each other, learn about each other, and love on each other. Absolutely. I love that, baby. Um, And I guess my moment of truth is, you know, just to thank y'all. To be honest, like, I, I love hearing from you. We love... The, the support we love that y'all are continuing to give us a space to be creatives and um to also share and and, and elevate the culture we would hope <laughs> just by continuing healthy conversations and continuing to have people seek help you know that's something that's definitely never been a thing for us in the black community particularly Kate just told y'all to seek help I'm done Wait, what? <laughs> Kate just like we need people to seek help because in the black community, uh, <laughs> no, be sure to find saying. us on Patreon. It's the exclusive dead ass podcast You're video so content. Stupid. No, I'm and saying find that us to on say, social media. Go ahead. 
just so stupid. No, I'm just saying that to say, like, asking for help or giving, you know, asking for advice or wanting to write into us to hear our perspective. People don't necessarily do that. A lot of people internalize stuff and they don't I'm joking, look for help. Mimi, so. I'm joking. I know you are. Mimi, Mimi. Kate gets so defensive. Me, so defensive. Me. She told, I'm judging. You told these people seek help. They wrote it for listening letters. You here talk about some. Y'all need to seek help. That's not what I said. Rewind I know. That's why it's a joke. Be sure <laughs> to find so us on dumb. Patreon to see that <laughs> exclusive Deadass Podcast that's video content. That's I'm supposed to read that part. You just be taking over my yeah, stuff. Well, first yeah. of all, if you want to be featured as a listener letter because we didn't do that part, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com because I was coming back to it. I was coming back make to it. Make that make sense. Host. Yo, let me tell y'all something. Kadeen is never going to admit fault for anything. She completely missed it. I Com- did not miss it. Completely missed it. We always do that part. Before the moment of truth, and but you did it. This after. is a listener letter episode, so after the moment of truth, I wanted to wrap it up with letting them know where they can write the listener letters. That makes into. no sense. We don't do that. We never do that. We always finish the last listener Did letter, I, I'm the host. and you say dead ass pot. But this is still eleven seasons. Eleven seasons. <laughs> this is eleven seasons, and every listener letter episode, we do the dead ass advice. And so then why are you the trying to put me truth. in a box? Why can't I do something different? Exactly. So why can't we be sure to find us on Patreon to see exclusive dead ass? You just said that's my job. See. Come on, come on. DeVal. Come on. I'm trying to hear this argument. Well, if you want to get on me for not saying that part first, then I can get on you about taking my line. What line? Be sure to find us on Patreon to see exclusive Dead Ass Podcast content. And you can find us on social media at Dead Ass The Podcast. You can find me, Kadeen am. If you'd like to be featured as one of our listeners, <laughs> artists, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D E A D A. Yo, Kadeem fucking up the whole show, guys. What am I doing I'm going to troll you now. <laughs> now you're going to troll now me? Now I'm going to troll right. you. Go ahead. Spell dead ass advice without looking at it. Go. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. There's a little struggle bus there. There's a, a little struggle. I was giving the inflection you give. Yeah, all right. That's how you be sounding. I'll be a little bit more smooth, but go ahead. Whatever. Finish it up. And if you're listening, go ahead. And I am DeVal. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You're a hot mess. Dead ass, y'all. Get help. (laughs) (laughs) Signed, signed, Cadenium. Let me go get some help, my damn self, Lord. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.